Hello and welcome to this Life Changes podcast. You are now listening to one of our Sunday messages. If you'd like to know more about Life Changes, you can visit us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Now lean in and enjoy. As many of you know, for the last couple of weeks we've been going through the book of Galatians and it really has been phenomenal. Um, this is one of the books where in the beginning I was thinking... We're going for how many weeks through the books of Book of Galatians? Is there really that much? And I'm realizing again and again that I have to go back to chapter 1, back to chapter 2. And I have to read it again because I think God's really doing something with us as a people to get it. To understand that the sacrifice that Jesus made, if we continue to live our lives trying to earn His love, He made that sacrifice in vain. You know, and he's living on a throne, as Tyler was mentioning earlier on. He rose again. He's living in victory on a throne. He's inviting us as his children to that victory. We can't continue living in a space where we're trying to earn his love. And this is really what the book is going on about. So for any of you guys who may have missed a bit of the series, I really encourage you. Go through to the website, download the sermons, write notes all over your Bible, Ask the Holy Spirit just to really reveal to you what does this mean. Help me to understand the truth of salvation. Help me understand the bigness of what Jesus has done once and for all for me. And part of tonight, we're really kicking off in chapter 5. But I want to invite you just to open up your your Bibles in Galatians to chapter 5. And I'm going to be reading from verses 13 to verses 25 going to read through it just once off and then we can focus in and zoom on specific parts as we go but just for once let's let's give it a read and if you don't have your bibles you can follow on the screen paul says he says you my brothers and sisters were called to be free if you got a pen underline called to be free we were called to be free but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh Rather, serve one another humbly in love, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out, or you will be destroyed by each other. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other. So that you are not to do whatever you want, but you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you as I did before, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But... The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Shall we pray? Holy Spirit, we invite you here tonight. We thank you that you are here. We thank you that you reveal the word of God to us. And we pray that you will open up our hearts to truth. Reveal lies that we've been believing. 
and replace him with the truth. Holy Spirit, guide us through your word, and we pray that we will leave you changed by you, looking more and more like Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. So, the title really of this I'm looking at is, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. And I'm zoning in on this keeping in step with the Spirit. Because this entire piece of Scripture, there's a lot happening there. I will take steps to unpack a bit of it. But there's a lot happening. Um, but it really culminates to this end piece. How do we keep in step with the Spirit? Okay. And as soon as I was thinking of keeping in step with the Spirit, I'm reminded of a time probably about two years before I got married. And two years before I got married, my wife, well, fiance at the time, Jen, she says to me, says, we need to start dance lessons. I'm like, okay, uh, let's try that. Yeah, that was a picture of us. No, it wasn't. Um, so we need to start dance lessons. And I realized that my experience over the years, my experience in dancing the peak of it was a marsh pit and a stage dive. And that was it. That's, that's it. And I don't think that really counted so well for, for ballroom dancing. So I was amped. I was like, I can learn anything. I'm going to figure it out. And we went off to dance lessons. We paid good money for it. And we had like six weeks of training to dance. I was like, I'm going to get this done. Unfortunately, I did not get it done. No matter how much I tried... My two left feet would not listen, okay? <laughs> Jen said to me, she says, please do not try and demonstrate anything tonight. So, I won't. So, um, I just could not listen. I, I could learn the moves. I could literally draw patterns of now I'm a step there, then I'm a step there. I would rehearse it. I would memorize it. I would do everything possible, and yet I just couldn't get it. It was a little bit tough, though, because she's been dancing since she was three years old, okay? So, she, like, gets it. But now she's coming to me and expecting me to just know it. And, and I, I tried with all of my heart, but I could not dance. Okay? On our wedding day, it was interesting. <laughs> let's just say. Let's just say. It was interesting. I did one of those little twirls, but that's as far as it went. Uh, didn't get much applause on the wedding day for that twirl. But I felt ra rather accomplished by that. But anyway. Um, but it, it was a struggle. I did whatever I could to follow the rule book, but I could not figure it out. And on doing this, I realized that actually maybe there's some sort of lesson in this. And as I was reading that scripture to step in, to stay in step with the Spirit, this whole picture of dancing with the Holy Spirit and dancing with Him sort of came to mind. And I figured, well, maybe there's something I can learn from my history with that story and how to actually dance with the Holy Spirit, how to keep in step with the Holy Spirit. So, I went and I took an interesting journey and I googled a little bit about dancing, trying to figure out now why is it that I really did not get it. And I came up with this, and this is a dancing blog if anybody wants it. Now, firstly, even before I go there, who here is a dancer? Not me. Anybody? Nobody. Who here can do ballroom? A Tyler. Yeah, there we go. There we go. Anybody? Ballroom, ballet, couple of ballerinas. It might be different because you're dancing by yourself, but ballroom. There's a couple of people in the room, but I think a lot who yeah cannot dance. Who joins me in that care? Thank you. It's not just me. Awesome. But the interesting thing that this blog said, and this is literally pasted from the blog, and this is about dancing. It's really cool. It says the most difficult thing to master in ballroom dance, salsa, tango, swing, Latin, or any kind of partner dancing 
is not the steps. It's their interaction with your partner. And I realized, oh, I'm not that bad, because I mean, I was trying to learn the steps. Actually, there was something else I needed to learn, how to interact with my partner. Something had shifted there. And then they say, lead and follow is the secret to getting two partners dancing smoothly together. It's simply impossible for two people dancing in close contact to move seamlessly if each person uh, is making their own decisions, choosing their own timing, and doing their steps independently. They must coordinate their moves perfectly, and the only way to achieve that is for one person to direct the moves and the other person to follow. And I got it. The only way to dance with a partner is one person takes the lead, one person follows. If you can't get that right, it's a mess. It never works out. And there's something in this that I feel that even through just a, a simple analogy of dancing, and I feel that maybe my two left feet and the terrible experience of those six weeks, you know, helps me just to get a little bit of this, um, is just to understand a little bit about leadership and a little bit about followership and what the Holy Spirit is calling us to when he says, when Paul says we need to be able to step in line, step in time with the Holy Spirit. And what does that look like? Keep in step with the Holy Spirit. So have you ever seen, I mean, so you think you can dance, you get all these different things online, all these competitions. When people get it right, this leading and the following, it looks spectacular. It looks phenomenal. Some quotes have said that dancing is poetry in action, silent poetry in action. So it really, it's, it's, it's absolutely beautiful and stunning to watch it. And I got this quote from a ballerina from the 40s. My wife will be very proud because she's done ballet her whole life. And this Melissa Hayden, she says that learning to walk, um, learning to walk sets you free. Learning to dance gives you the greatest freedom of all to express with your whole self the person who you are. And I really feel that tonight, even just this part, that getting saved sets us free. But actually learning to dance and step with the Holy Spirit gives us an opportunity to express ourselves to the person in which Jesus has made us to be. And until we can get into that space, we're missing it. You know, Yes, I'm saved, great, I've got this. No, 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 you don't have this. The Holy Spirit wants to take us on a journey now to show us that actually the full expression of who we are is in the fullness of God, and it's only going to come once we understand how to keep in step with the Spirit. So in this, I just want to explore this a little bit further and say, well, how can we learn from the simple things of dancing as to how can we approach the Spirit differently, the Holy Spirit differently, in how we engage with Him as a person, and, and how we learn to follow His lead. What can we learn? And how do we, how do we change some of that after tonight? So, the first step that I want to look at is step one of dancing in step with the Holy Spirit, is that the Holy Spirit actually calls us to dance in step with Him. So, from this big portion in Galatians, and I just copied some parts of that from, from the bigger text. Galatians 5.13, it, it starts off and it said, You, my brothers and sisters, you were called to be free. We were called to be free. And I get this picture again of watching these dancers just seamlessly floating, almost like they're on air, through a room. And I look at it and I think, how do you do that? And it looks like complete freedom. It looks just like, it looks, it looks so beautiful and so free. 
And we were called to have that freedom with the Holy Spirit and the freedom in our lives. And that's the picture that I'm trying to sort of draw a parallel. We were called to be free. But now right in the beginning of Galatians 5 verses 1, um, and also Mark preached about it last week, he stepped onto that. So if you didn't uh, hear the preach last week, listen to it. Because chapter 4 builds up to this verse 1 of chapter 5. And it says that it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of slavery. So, firstly, we've been called to freedom. And it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. But then the Holy Spirit's intertwined in all of that. In 2 Corinthians 3.17 it says, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit is yeah. Jesus said, he said, it is good that I go to the Father because I'm going to be leaving with you the Holy Spirit. And you'll be able to do even greater things than, than him because his Holy Spirit is with us. His power is with us. He's calling us to greater things and he's calling us to this freedom. And I can just picture, like Jesus says, that he says, I stand at the door and knock. If anybody opens up the door, I will come in. And the Holy Spirit's standing there and say, come. I've got freedom for you. You're standing there and you're trying to dance. Maybe you're trying to dance solo. Maybe you are the ballerina and I've got this. Or, or, or maybe you were like me and you're stage diving stupidly into a crowd thinking, no, I've got this. But he's just sitting there quietly on the side saying, come, I want to take you into freedom. But waiting for a response from us. So in all of this, this call to be free, if we are in step with the Spirit, there's freedom. <laughs> So part of the call to be free is just to be able to step in and say, Holy Spirit, lead me and show me. So there is a call for the Spirit. But even beyond that, hundreds of years back in Ezekiel, a book filled with prophecies, it was prophesied <laughs> that the Holy Spirit is already calling, even before he actually came. Ezekiel thirty-six twenty-six to 27 says, And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. So God is saying that I will, in advance, I had a plan. And the plan was for the Holy Spirit to come because he's called you to take your heart, which is this heart that actually is just wrecked and broken and hard and callous, and to replace it with a heart of flesh. And then, even above that, to pour my spirit into you. And it says, the part that I love there, it says, and I will cause you to walk in my statutes. Not you will have to walk in my statutes in order to. Again, the book of Galatians and what Paul's fighting for is coming up here, that because of the Holy Spirit in us, his power will cause us to. It's a driving force for us to be able to walk in the ways that God wants us to walk in. So the fact that we are children of God, the fact that we've responded to the call of God as Christians is a fulfillment of prophecy years and years before. And the Holy Spirit wants to continue to fulfill that promise in our lives. So first step, the Holy, Holy Spirit calls us to dance in step with him. There is a call and he wants us to respond. Second one is that the Holy Spirit takes the lead. In this dance, the Holy Spirit is the one to take the lead. Galatians 5, 16 to 18, part of this bigger text, it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. 
For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. If you are led by the spirit, you are in freedom. If you are led by the spirit, the spirit will make you more and more like Jesus in this freedom that Jesus brought, in this holiness, in this righteousness because of Jesus. So the Holy Spirit takes the lead, and particularly with this part, what I wanted to focus on is this battle. It talks there that there's this, there's this for the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit, the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. Paul says in another book, he says, why is it that I keep doing the things I don't want to do, and the things I want to do, I never do? And as Christians, we battle with that. I battle with it. You're constantly fighting this tension between wanting to go back and do the stuff that you know you don't want to do. And then sometimes you want to do the stuff that you know is right, but your heart is there because you want to do it because you're trying to seek the, the love of God because of you doing it. And both ways we've got it wrong. And God is really just saying, just be led by the Spirit and things are going to start changing. Um, and this constant battle in terms of sin and our lives and that is where are we leading and where is He leading? And how much of our lives can we come on a Sunday perhaps and say, lead me in this way? But actually in terms of my finances, no, 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 I've got that. In terms of my career, I've got that. This anxiety that I'm dealing with, I've got that, Lord. God wants to have, well, the Holy Spirit wants to lead everything, every part. Um, and just to, to search yourself, is he leading every part of your life? So another reason why, well, let's go back to just quickly some, some tips from this dancing blog. So it says that in dancing, leading means, this is interesting. So it says, using just enough pressure to give a signal but not so much that you're pushing your partner around. If you're using force to move your partner, you're doing it wrong. It's amazing. It's, it, 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 for me, that resembles a lot of the Holy Spirit's character. He's not here to say, you must. I will push you into a corner to follow God and to follow specific rules. He's giving you nudges, giving you prompting, slowly but surely saying, actually, in this situation, just listen to me. Even the word Holy Spirit means wind. It means breath. So it's a smallness of just actually saying, where are you nudging me now, Holy Spirit? What do you want me to do next? Then who leads? In normal dancing, who leads? In a partner dance, one partner is facing forward while the other has their back to the direction of travel. Obviously, the person who should lead is the person who can see where they're going, and that is, in fact, the rule. I don't know where we're going. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but the Holy Spirit does. He knows the future, and he leads us into that. And that's why he leads. And that's why we can't lead, and we need to stop trying to lead in some parts of our lives and actually just say, Holy Spirit, you lead. You know where it is. You know where we're going. So some other scriptures. John sixteen thirteen really, really packs us up for how the Holy Spirit takes the lead. It says, but when he, the Spirit of truth, comes... He will guide you, some translations say, He will lead you into all truth. For He will not speak on His own initiative, but whatever He hears, He will speak, and He will disclose to you what is to come. That is why in this dance, in this walking in step with the Spirit, the Holy Spirit has to have the lead in everything, because He can disclose the future. He knows it all. 
He shows us this and he wants to take us on this journey toward freedom. Some other reasons why he needs to take the lead in everything is that even Jesus, following his example, Jesus was led by the Spirit. It says in Matthew 4 verse 1, Mark 1 verses 12, just some, it says that the Spirit led him to the next place. So even Jesus, as the Son of God, was responding to the Spirit's lead during his time on earth. Romans 8.14 says that for all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. So there's a space where a lot of the beginning of Galatians is talking about, actually, there's something about adoption into sonship. It's about becoming children of God. When we accept Jesus as our Lord, we become children of God. But part of that significance, a part of the picture of being a child of God is the fact that we're being led by the Spirit. So, Again, going back to it, Holy Spirit's calling us because He wants to lead us. And the second point is, He is the leader and He needs to lead in every aspect. We're not that. And what does that need to look like in our lives? So, third part, our role then, (laughs) is to follow the lead. Very simple preach. He leads, we follow. At the moment we get confused with those two, we're going to fumble and things are not going to work out. So what does following mean? It says in this blog that following means if he doesn't or she doesn't give the signal, you do nothing. If he gives the wrong signal, you forget what you were expected to do and you follow the new signal instead. So it's literally a complete obedience and surrender to the signal and promptings of the Holy Spirit. It's not trying to say, wait a minute, um, actually, you're not giving a signal right now. I'm going to step in. I'm going to do my own thing now because actually time has come. I'm going to do it. You know, really listening intently to the Holy Spirit in terms of how he wants to lead you in all aspects of your life. It says also in there, it says, and that's why it's important to get used to following right from the start. One of the things that they say, get used to following the lead right from the start. Don't try and build your own habits and because it's so hard to relearn it. So right from the start, how do we just get into step with the Spirit and just say, we're going to follow you. All that stuff maybe I've learned, the habits I've created to try and lead this by myself, to try and figure it out by myself, to try and follow rules, to understand the love of God. I'm going to leave it all because I'm wanting to just follow your lead and that is my response. So, our role is really three parts in that, and this comes from this text in Galatians. The first part is verse 16, it says, So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. So our role is to, to walk. <laughs> walk by the Spirit. Where He goes, I go. And we continue with these steps, and that's what we do. In verse 14, it gives you a practical way. It says, for the entire law is fulfilled in keeping one command, love your neighbor as yourself. So one of the responses in walking by the Spirit is to love. Is to love our neighbor as ourselves. And to be, to love isn't easy. Um, To love, can we do it out of our own? I don't think so. Because it says that the third point there is our response is completely dependent on His enablement. He's calling us to walk by the Spirit and calling us to love our neighbor as we love ourselves because walking by the Spirit is going to enable us to do the love part. Yes, we may be able to love some people, often the people that we like, but how do we actually truly love 
and, and, and it's not something that we can do. The scripture talks about, it says, you can be doing all the different works, but if you have not love, you're like a clanging cymbal. You know, you can be doing all the right stuff, but if you don't have love, you haven't got it. And then at the same time, God says, he says, I am love. <laughs> you know, so there's this picture of actually love. And I think we've got a warped view of what love is. And we think we can operate in love because we are kind or something. But God calls us to a deeper love. He calls us to be a love that actually people are seeing Jesus in our actions. And that's the love that, they, that they're responding to. So, quick recap. He's calling us. Holy Spirit takes the lead. And we need to learn how to follow on all levels, not just some. And then, lastly, what does this freedom look like? You know, so, like we gave the picture of these dancers floating through the room and it looks really spectacular. What does it look like when we are operating in freedom with the Holy Spirit? And that takes us back to the big text again. And verse 22, it says, but the fruit of the Spirit is, and this is what it looks like, love. Well, firstly, love. <laughs> That's the big one. Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things, there is no law. So God, the Holy Spirit's inviting us into this dance so that it ends up looking like that. That's a journey he's taking us on. But even for me, and I'm sure I'm not the only one in the room, it's very easy to fall back into just a little bit above. <laughs> Hatred, fits of rage, all these things that just happen at moments. And I think the key signal is that when those things are happening, are you in step with the Spirit? No. You've stepped, you've taken the lead, and the Holy Spirit's just calling you back. <laughs> Say, come back, get back into step with me and my lead, because I want to lead you toward this and toward these characteristics, because these characteristics actually show Jesus. So every single one of these, I'd love to just encourage you, go through the Gospels and see Jesus in love, joy, peace. I mean, Jesus even says with peace, he says, my peace I give to you, not as the world gives. I give, it, I give a peace that's very, very different to the world. Um, I remember a time when I was just having... I'm sure, I'm sure there's many guys that just get those grumpy days. It happens with the woman too, but it happens with me. And the one day I was just grumpy, and my wife said to me, she said, I'm, I'm just not seeing the fruits of the Spirit right now. <laughs> and I was like, and it really hit me hard, because I was just like, well, I'm not feeling happy. She says, well, it's not up to you to be feeling happy. The fruits of the Spirit is a result of what the Spirit gives because you're in relationship with Him. And I might not be seeing that you're happy, but I'm not seeing joy right now. I'm not seeing peace right now. I'm not seeing this right now. And out of the space where it came from her, I thank God. Because it was a straight thing to say, wait a minute, actually, I've lost the plot here. I'm trying to lead it myself. I'm trying to deal with the problem myself. I'm stuck in anxiety. I'm worrying about this. I'm trying to solve it in my own steam. And all it's leading into is me fits of rage grumpiness, you know. And, 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 and it's not really where God wants me to be. And he's just saying again and again, these are signposts to are we living in step with the Spirit? And if we aren't, he wants to call us back. He wants to call us back in line with that. 
and slowly show us and lead us as we follow him. So where are we sitting? Like I said, a very simple, simple scripture. Um, but I really feel that we may be in different spaces with this. So firstly, the Holy Spirit's calling us. And I don't know if there are people here that maybe what I've been saying, you're kind of like, well, actually, I don't even know if I've been called. You know, I haven't met Jesus. I heard Wayne's talk about the testimony during worship. That sounds great. But I have I, I don't know. Well, he's calling you now. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit's calling you. And Jesus is calling you and saying, come, I'm wanting to have you as a child. To adopt you into sonship and just have you be a part of this family. And all it takes is just accepting him as Savior. But then there may be those other people where you really feel, if you look at the end point, the end point is living in freedom, and freedom looks like love, joy, peace, kindness. Let's search our hearts. Where are we sitting at the moment? And be honest with ourselves. And let it not be a moment to say, actually, Holy Spirit, show us. Because show me where I'm not in step with you. and Help me to get there. Because that's actually what I want. I wanted to see that. So, can we stand? So, Holy Spirit, we thank you that, that your word says that you guide us into all truth. And your word is saying, yeah, and it's calling us, you're calling us to get into step with you, with where you're going with where you wanting to take us individually and as a church. And Holy Spirit, you've given us these signposts. You've shown us this fruit of what it looks like when we're in step with you. And I pray that you will show us in our own lives. Show us, Holy Spirit, where maybe we've been trying to have the lead ourselves, where we've been trying to hold on to something and just say, actually, you know, this one piece here, I'm not surrendering, I've got that. And Unfortunately, things are falling apart and things are crumbling and things are not working. Maybe those parts are pride. They've been not giving it up. But Holy Spirit, we pray that you will shine a light on the areas in our lives where we're not standing in step with you. And instead, the, the actual works of sin are still in our lives and we have not, we're not in freedom. Holy Spirit, we pray that tonight you will show us freedom. Lord, we take those areas that we are stuck, where those fruits are not showing in our lives, and we just bring them to you. And Holy Spirit, we want to respond and say, actually, take the lead. And I just want to encourage you, like, what is that now? And if there's something in your own life that you're sitting there and you know that the fruit of the Spirit is not showing, maybe it's showing on a Sunday, but on a Monday to Friday, other stuff's showing. Or maybe it's not showing, but you know that it's there. <laughs> inside the cupboards, inside the recesses of your thinking, inside the silent life that nobody else sees. And I just know that the love of God is just drawing you close to Him and saying, it's okay, sin's been defeated, and I'm calling you into a walk of freedom right now. Just let me lead. Just surrender control and let me lead in that space. I just pray that tonight you'll just respond even right now and say, Holy Spirit, take control of the situation. Take control 
of this sin, take control of this area of my life. I want you to lead in every single part. I want you to take the lead. And I want through that you to take me on this journey of freedom, this journey of becoming more and more like Jesus so that the world will be able to see the fruits of who you are, Jesus, and the characteristics of Jesus flowing out of my life. And most of all, the love of God just flowing out of me to the world so that they can they can get to know you, Lord. We thank you, Holy Spirit. And Lord, if there's anybody in this room who does not know you, who has never really realized your call, Lord, right now that they will turn to you and say, Lord, I'm responding to that call and I see you as Savior and I thank you, Father, for saving me. And if there are those people, we'd love for you to just come up to the front uh, after the service. We'd love to pray with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool.